Manda Kabala Bashata Kabala Bashata Kabala Bashata Laba Lika Bola Bambush Kabola Baka Santa Laba Manda Kabola Bambush Kabola Bashata Kabala Bashata Zuba Bambush Kabola Baka Santa Kabola Baka Santa Lepelegadish Manta Kabola Bambush Kabola Baka Santa Lepelegadish Manta Kabola Bashondos Kabola Baka Santa Elegada Oh Ziva Shabra Koshadaba Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Malado Koshandalaba. Maleke Bolabongosh Kabalaba Sintelebelegadish. Oh, glory be to your name. We love you, Jesus. There is none like you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Always just the same. Praise His holy name. That is the reason why I love Him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Oh, Jesus. The sweetest name I know. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's always just the same. Praise His holy name. That is the reason why I love Him so. Jesus is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's always just the same. Praise His holy name. That is the reason why I love Him so. Jesus is the sweetest Shut up. 
always just the same. Praise His holy name. That is the reason why I love Him so. Jesus is the sweetest name. the name of Jesus, wherever you are watching us from, just worship his name, worship his majesty, thank him for his love, all of us, I know, oh, Jesus, precious Jesus, I love thy name. I love thy name, Jesus, Jesus, there is no other name I know. I love thy name. I love thy name. Jesus. Oh, Shataka There is no other name I know. I love thy name. I love thy name. Jesus, blessed Jesus, there is no other name. Lift up your voice wherever you are. Just worship his name. There is no other name that we know. It's always just the same. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. There is none like you. We bless your name. We worship you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Blessed Jesus. There is no other name we I know. Oh. 
teaching on the last aspect of our boosters of faith. Amen. Amen. We've mentioned five important boosters of faith. And we say that these boosters enables your faith to be active. Amen. Amen. They enable your faith to be productive. They enable your faith to be productive. To be active to produce results. Amen. Amen. And who remembers some of the things we mentioned? Mentioned four. Today is the fifth one. And today we are talking about faith works by love. Amen. Amen. Love as a booster of faith. Very important. Amen. Amen. Is God not awesome? awesome? So who remembers the first one we talked about? If you remember, you can just post it at the comment section. Amen. Amen. Invite everyone to join. Invite all the watching just nation people join. Amen. Amen. Invite your friends and your loved ones. Do a watch party right now. Share the page. If you are watching right now, right now, share the page right now. Before we begin to teach. Amen. Amen. Share the page right this minute. Hallelujah. Share the page right this minute. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Share the page. Who remembers what we talked about? What some of the things we mentioned? The four 
who want to just tell us, if you are there, just post it what you heard. The first booster of faith is what? As we all share and do a broadcast. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. I'm doing my own broadcast right now. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. Oh, we love Jesus. Oh, just test quickly. We'll try quickly before we go to love. Hallelujah. We said the first booster of faith is what? The first booster of faith is what? Mandos Atalaba. We said that the first booster of faith is meditation. Amen. It's what? And the second one is what? We say when you meditate, your faith becomes operative. Amen. Yeah. One major way to cause your faith to be effective is to have knowledge. And you can only have knowledge when you learn to meditate, when you practice meditations. Is that what we said? Yes, then we said what next? We said what? Confessions. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. So we said confessions. Did we say confessions? Yeah. So the confession is a booster of faith. Amen. And then what else? So we should practice confessing the word of God. Speaking the word of God. Amen. For by our words we shall be condemned, and by your words we shall be justified. Is that powerful? Very important. Practice confessions. Tell somebody, practice confessions. Say, so practice confessions. Amen. And what else did we talk about? What else did we talk about? Apart from confessions. We talked about the trials of our faith. So that when your, your faith is tried, your faith becomes effective and solid. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? So you can get the messages. They are available on Facebook where you are. And watch them for yourself, by yourself. In your own closet, in your own privacy. And your life will never remain the same again. Until we practice the word of God, we will not see the results contained in the word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And what else did we talk about? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Say praying in the Holy Ghost. Say that again. Say praying in the Holy Ghost. Say praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Shout glory. glory. So today we are talking about faith. Amen. Amen. As a, uh, love as a booster of faith. Shall we all open our Bibles to Galatians chapter 5? Galatians chapter 5. Are you doing a broadcast right now? Are you sharing the page? Are you inviting your friends? Are you inviting your loved ones? Invite them and their life will never remain the same again. Galatians chapter what? Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. Oh, satapata kasanda kapahasa. 
Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. You shine like the bright morning star. Are we there? Are we all there? Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Are we ready? Are you ready for the word? Lift up your right hand wherever you are watching us from. Say thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Thank you. It is time for me to be improved in the name of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter where I find myself. It is time for me to be improved. Hallelujah. Shout glory. It says, for in Jesus Christ, or for in Christ Jesus, are you here? I want you to watch me. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. For in Christ Jesus, he says that neither circumcision availeth anything, nor amounts to anything, nor uncircumcision. What is he talking about? He's talking about the fact that in Christ Jesus, the circumcision is referring to uh, the Jews who had a covenant with God and the seal of that covenant was the circumcision of the male children. Amen. So it says, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision amounts to anything, nor uncircumcision. That uncircumcision refers to the Gentiles, those who were not Jews in the Old Testament and had no covenant with God, and had no relationship with God, Paul says that in Christ Jesus, there is nothing like circumcision nor uncircumcision. But in Christ Jesus, it all has to do with, so Christianity has to do with faith, which works by love. Amen. Amen. That means that faith works by love. And this is one of the scriptures where he actually mentions what, what makes faith to work. It's one of the scriptures. He actually mentions it. That what causes our faith to work is love. Amen. Amen. So love has a very important role to play. If we want to see our faith effective. If you want your faith, see, there is nothing faith cannot do. The God kind of faith in our spirit, there is nothing impossible to faith. Did you hear what I just said? So there is nothing impossible to the God kind of faith. It's as if we have faith as a grain of mustard seed, we shall remove mountains by our faith. Is that what it says? So that shows how powerful the force of faith is. The whole world that we see came into being by God applying his faith. So God applied his faith for us to see what we see. When you look at the fishes, they are products of the God kind of faith. When you see the seas, they are products of the God kind of faith. When you see the material world, the material world is a product of the God kind of faith. Amen. Make sure you're not lazy here. Amen. If you don't respond, I'll open the door and let you leave. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. 
If you are there, respond. Your response is very important. Amen. Amen. So the material world that we see came into being by God through his faith. And that shows us how powerful the God kind of faith is. And the God kind of faith is not afar from the Christian. That is the good news. The good news, the gospel, the good news is that the God kind of faith is not afar from the Christian. We are not pursuing faith. You know what I just said? The Christian is not pursuing faith. The Christian has this kind of faith. So what we've been discussing is how to make this kind of faith very effective. Now, if I am there and I walk in an understanding that the whole world that we see came into being through the God kind of faith, then it means, and I have that kind of faith, then it means I have what it takes to make certain unusual changes or to make to cause certain unusual happenings. I have what it takes. Now, many Christians are not able to act because their faith to them is far-fetched. But in the New Testament, faith is not far-fetched. Faith is a product of the human spirit. Faith resides in the human spirit. Shout glory. glory. And what I just said. Now, as powerful as this force of faith is, Paul, by the Spirit, tells us that this kind of faith works by love. So as powerful as this faith is, it will not work. It will not do what? You can have a tool and it is not working. You can have a remote control and it doesn't work. Is that not true? Come on, shout glory. So he says that faith which worketh by love. So it means that faith actually works by love. Faith actually works by love. Without love, this kind of faith, as powerful as it is, cannot work. So if I, I want my faith to work, then I have to know what this love is. Is that true? And work by this kind of love so that I can get my faith to work. Is that not a simple mathematical equation? Call your friends right now. Let them join us. I'm coming to teach you something which is very important in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Now the word fake, the word work, work it that he uses means to function. Faith functions by love. Faith is put forth by love. Faith is effected by love. Faith is effected by love. Is that not powerful? Faith which works by love. So there are people who have the God kind of faith and their faith is not working by love. And when that faith is not working by love, it will not work. So there's faith which works by love. The remote control which works by batteries. Without the batteries, it will not work. It may be new. It may be whatever. It will not work. You press and press and it will not work. 
Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? So the God kind of faith only works when it is inspired by the God kind of love. Now the word he uses for love there, I said the word he uses for, for work it or works means to effect, to function, to operate. Energio, to operate. Faith which energios by love, which operates by love. So the question is, do you want your faith to operate? You say yes. Then that faith must be motivated by love. That faith must be inspired by love. Amen. Amen. Shout glory. glory. That faith must be inspired by love. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. Shada Kosata. Oh, Shada Bangos. If you are ready for something tonight, Zonta Ashadabaha. Mangos Kipolo Bongos Kabalagadosh. Mantos Ikibalagadosh. Makado Shadabaha. Mangos Kobolobo. Shondolo Bolo Bongos Kabalagadosh. Mantas Ondos Kabaha. Maliki bolo bongos kabolo bongos kebelegrish. Shout glory. So faith which works by love. Amen. Is that powerful? Now what I want you to also understand is that the God that the word love uses is the word agape. That is the God kind of love. Now I always say this, and I want to say it right now for those of you who may be new watching me. The Christian is born of God. And the Christian is a God kind. So when you get born again, you receive that which is of God in your spirit. That is why we have this faith I talked about. It is the God kind of faith. It means that the faith that belongs to God is the faith that he has given to his children as the church. So we are in possession of the God kind, of the God type of faith. We are in possession of it. God's faith is in us. God's faith is in you. Amen. Is that true? Then I will use the word agape, which is the God kind of love. So it says the God kind of faith works by the God kind of love. Why the God kind? Because we are born of God. We are children of God. Says you are of God, little children. So I am of God and you are of God. So we have received what is of him. For instance, we have received his life. That life is of God, not of man. It's called the God kind of life. The God kind of life. It's called Zoe. The God kind of life. We have received. So in Christianity, we are not pursuing those things. In Christianity, we have received those things. We have received what belongs to God into our spirit. Oh, I'm not hearing an amen to that. So the God kind of faith is in your spirit. And then the God kind of love, agape, is in your spirit now. So it says that the God kind of faith works by the God kind of love. The God kind of faith works by the God kind of love. And the God kind of faith and the God kind of love are not things we are looking for or we are seeking. Many Christians are seekers of nothing. 
And many preachers are preaching that we should seek something which is not there. Because what you are seeking is already with you. You don't seek Christ when Christ is in you. Do you seek him? You don't seek your wife when your wife is in the room. Is that true? <laughs> is that not powerful? So we are not pursuing the God kind of faith. We have it. We are not pursuing the God kind of love. We have it. Then he wants us to make sure that we demonstrate this God kind of love. We understand what it is. And demonstrate it so that when we demonstrate it, our God kind of faith that we have received will be, become effective. Who caught what I just said? Without the God kind of love, your faith will not work. You can meditate. You can pray in the spirit. You can go through trials. You can confess. Without love, none will be effective. That is how important Christianity is. Christianity is founded on love. For God so loved the world and demonstrated the love. God so loved the world and demonstrated the love. And that is why we are who we are now. Is that not what it says? Yes, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Christianity anchors on, is founded on love. The God kind of love. Amen. So every other aspect of anything in the kingdom works when there is love. You can walk in health when you're walking in love. That is how important love also is. So as important as faith is, without love, it will not work. Now, if without love, faith will not work, then it means that love is more important. Is that true? So it says, of the greatest, faith, hope, and what? And love. It says, the one that is greatest is love. Is that not what it says? Yes, sir. Why? Because as important and as powerful as faith is, it cannot work without love. So faith is dependent on the God kind of love to produce results in your body. To produce results in your finances. To produce results in your Christian walk. See, I have the God kind of faith. And I have the God kind of love. Take us to Romans chapter 5, verse 5, and let me show you where he says that. But you see, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, we've already read it over and over. It says that we have received what the measure of faith. To everyone is dealt with the measure of faith. That's what we have. So you are watching me and you've heard that you don't have faith. It is a lie. The scripture says that you have faith. Every Christian has the God kind of faith resident in his spirit. Amen. Every Christian has the God kind of love resident in his spirit. Don't forget that. Have you caught what I just said? So verse, Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Are we there? Shout glory. So this and hope make it not ashamed because the love of God. Say the love of God. That means the God kind of love. The God type of love. Because, why does it define that? Because there is the human kind of love. Amen. Amen. There is the human kind of love. Then there is the God kind of love. It is the God kind of love 
that makes faith operative. And it's the God kind of love that is unconditional because it is coming. It is coming from God or it comes from God. The human kind of love will fail. Is that not true? The human kind of love. So when he talks about the God kind, and that is why I'm teaching you this thing so that you understand what the God kind of love is. And know how it is different from the human kind of love. Because many Christians are living according to, to the human kind of love. Shout powerful. Powerful. So it says that the love of God, which is the God kind of love, it says, is shed abroad. Another translation says it is poured out into our hearts, into my heart, into your heart, into our spirit, into your spirit. That God kind of love is poured into my spirit. Oh, shout glory. glory. It is through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Is that not powerful? It's powerful Do you have the Holy Ghost? Yes, then the Holy Ghost has brought into your spirit the God kind of love. So no Christian lacks the God kind of love. Just like no Christian lacks the God kind of faith. You may not be demonstrating it, but you have it. And when you don't demonstrate it, your faith will not work. The God kind of faith is known by your action. The God kind of love is also revealed by your action. So you have it, but it is what you do that shows us that you are walking in love. So you can have faith and not walk by faith. And you can have love and not walk by love. But he wants us to walk by love so that our faith will be effective. How many of us are ready to walk by love? Who is what I just said? Shout glory. So wherever you are watching me, decide from today that I'm coming to mature in my work of love. I'm coming to be perfected in my work of love. Amen. Amen. Think about it. Is that not powerful? Faith brought the stars. That's how powerful faith is. Faith can bring your business. Faith can bring you a womb. Faith can bring you a new kidney. Faith can bring you a new client. Faith can deliver you from that court case. That's the God kind of faith at work. But then he says it will not produce that results without the God kind of love. If I were you and you were me, what would I be studying? The God kind of love. Shout powerful. powerful. What is love? How many just caught this one? Faith works by love. What is love? What is the God kind of love? So I'm not talking about a human kind of love. Because that human kind of love will fail. Amen. Amen. The human kind of love is temporal. Yes, but the God kind of love is permanent. Yes, Resident in your spirit. Not in your mind. <laughs> the human kind of love is the expression of the feelings of that man. Amen. So when he feels like today he is okay, he smiles. 
When he feels like today he's not okay, he frowns. When he feels like today things are better, he is happy, full of joy. When he feels like today nothing went well for him, he changes. Demeanor changes. Is that not powerful? What is the God kind of love? The God kind of love is the character of God. Write it down. Write it down. It's very important. When you catch this, Mantakapasata. It's always just the same. Praise His holy name. That is the reason why we love Him so. Jesus is the sweetest. Jesus said, if any man loves me, he says, he will keep my commandments. So if you love God, you keep these commandments. You walk in love. Is that not true? So the God kind of, the God kind of love is the character of God and the expression of his feelings or emotions. The God, the God kind of love is what? The character of God and the expression of his feelings and emotions. Shout powerful. So when we receive the God kind of love like he talks about in Romans chapter 5 verse 5, we have received it now. We have received the character of God in our spirits. Amen. What is he expecting? He's expecting us to express that character. Is expecting us to express that feelings. He wants us to express the God kind of emotions. The God kind of feelings in our daily walk. Oh. Come on, shout glory. glory. So many Christians have faith. A lot of Christians. And they wonder why their faith is not producing results. If you are working in unforgiveness, you are holding grudges. You are always speaking bad about people. You are holding bitterness. That God kind of faith will not produce results. Shout glory. glory. Who heard what I just said? Yes, sir. Always mad at everybody. He says the God kind of faith in you will not produce results. When faith is producing results, you work in health. Amen. Amen. You see your desired changes. You see your desired improvements. Do you want to cause changes? Do you want to see happenings in your life? Do you want to put the word of God to work and see results? Then that action must be backed, motivated, inspired by the God kind of love. Is that true? Is that true? And this is very important. The God kind of love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Oh, say, I walk by faith. I walk by faith. 
That works by love. Oh, wherever you are, say it. Say, I walk by faith. I walk by faith. Which works by love. Which works by love. Say, faith works by love. Faith works by love. Did I did I write the scriptures? It says, faith works by love. So if you are wondering why is my faith not working, maybe you are keeping some unforgiveness. Shout powerful. powerful. Why are they ministering to you and it's not working? You are holding some grudges. Papa has laid hands and laid hands and laid hands and laid legs. But it's still not working. Maybe. Because faith works by love. And God expects us to walk by love. And to grow in the knowledge of love. Oh, thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Diba Asa, Ebelegosh. Is that not powerful? It says, the greatest of the three, faith, hope, and love. It says, the greatest is love. Because hope anchors on faith. And faith anchors or depends on love to work. So love is the greatest. <laughs> is that not powerful? The security man depends on the managing director. And the managing director or the MD depends on the CEO. So who is greatest? The CEO. So love is the CEO. Shout glory. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Manto Kosata. Oh, shout glory. How do I know I'm walking by love? How do I know? That's what I'm teaching. And we are not teaching you to condemn you. We are teaching you for you to know and to live. It says, they looked unto him and they were lighted up. It says, look and live. Shout powerful. So though I speak with the tongues of men. Oh, shout powerful. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Are we there? And have not love. The King James uses the word charity. It's supposed to be translated love, agape. The God kind of love. There are different kinds of love even spelled in the scriptures. But today we are talking about agape. Say agape. agape. The God kind of love. Kind of if, I speak with the lang- oh, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So if I speak with the tongues of men like I'm speaking right now. These are tongues of men. Is this not tongues of men? English. If I speak guys, the tongues of men. Or French, tongues of men. And of angels, angelic tongues. If I speak in angelic tongues so that people can hear and play on their phones and say this is powerful tongues, tongues of fire and have not love or and do not walk in love this I am becoming I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal 
That means that I'm making an unnecessary noise. It means that if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, and I am not walking in love, this all that I'm saying doesn't make meaning. So that if oh, is this not powerful? That's how powerful and how important love is. Walking in love. He says that all the things that I'm speaking, the tongues that I'm speaking, this is like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. It's just like a noise making. I'm making noise. It has no influence. It has no effect if I'm not walking in love. Think about it. So our prayers are effective when we are walking in love. Because talking about tongues. Is that talking about tongues? Speaking in tongues. Our prayers are effective when we are walking in love. Your every aspect of your life as a Christian is only effective when you are walking in love. That's what Paul is trying to tell the church. Is that not powerful? If I speak with the tongues of men and of, of angels and I do not walk in love, if I speak with the tongues of men and of, of angels and I'm full of bitterness, he says it's just like making noise. It has no effect, it has no impact. Come on, shout glory. glory. That's what the scripture says when we pray. It says, if you have any grudge against someone, it says, forgive that person. Does it say that? In Mark chapter 11, verse 23, when it talks about faith and all that. Faith to move mountains. Shall believe with your heart. Whatsoever you say shall come to pass. That's says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. And you have any grudges, against anyone. What does he say? Ask for forgiveness or forgive that fellow. Because your prayer life is as effective as your work of love. Verse 2. Come and shout glory. glory. Say, man of God, you are teaching us something today. And what I'm teaching you today is very important. This, and though I have the gift of prophecy, giftings, graces, and understand all mysteries, and I understand all knowledge, that means that I'm full of the word. I can understand the mystery of the word and the knowledge of the word. And I have the gift of prophecy because the gift of prophecy is a very important gift. Paul talked about it. Amen. Amen. So it says, if I have the gift of prophecy and understand mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, you see, that's, I said it here again, I have faith so that I could remove mountains. 
So my faith is so active that I can remove mountains. It says, and I do not have love. Or I do not walk in love. It says, I am nothing. That means that in the sight of God, it says, you are nothing. That means all your prophecies, your knowledge, your moving of mountain does not make meaning in the sight of God. Because you are not doing it out of love. It's all powerful. powerful. And that is why when somebody asked me a question about a man of God who is false and all that, I said it's not sometimes falsehood is not about the spirit behind. You can do things with the Holy Spirit and still be false. And many Christians think once we talk about a man of God is fake or false, it means he has demonic spirit. Or he's using demonic power to do something. No. You can do things with the Holy Spirit. Because that's what he says. He says you prophesy. Don't you prophesy? With the Holy Ghost. You remove mountains. You work in power ministry. It says, and you do not do what? Walk in love. It has no effect. It is nothing. It's not really considered. So I said, the man of God is false when he does not walk in love. And when you walk in love, the scriptures teaches us how we will know that you are walking in love. Did you hear what I just said? The fruit of love is the fruit of a genuine man of God. A heart for the people. You can't have a love of the love of God pouring out of you for the people and be deceiving them. Can you? Oh, is that not powerful? You can't have the love of God or you can't express the love of God and be deceiving them and be taking advantage of them and be duping them and be stealing from them and be selling items that you know it will not work to them just for money. Can you do that? You see that? So you can be false not because you don't have the Holy Ghost. But you can be considered false when your fruit is not the fruit of love. Who heard what I just said? Not many men of God know this one. Not many Christians think in that direction. Shout powerful. Go to verse 3. So I'll give you the verse 3. And it says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, Because there are organizations that give their monies to do so many things. Give, they give their money to WHO and give their money to all those people to do things. It doesn't mean that they are working in love. So if I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, you can give your body to be burnt outside love. The God kind of love. It says, and do not walk in love, it profits nothing. 
So, you, oh, Jesus. Is this not powerful truth? He's talking about giving here. To give your goods. To give in the house of God. To give to the point to serve. To the point where your body, you can even give your body to be burnt in service. He says, and you do not do it, or you do not walk in the God kind of love. He says, it profits nothing. So some of us, our giving in faith does not produce, you gave in faith. If I went a man of God said, I want to buy this thing, you took all that you want, all you have. Is that not true? Yes, and you gave it. But that giving was not of love. He says, it profits nothing. So those who say, I've been giving and giving and giving, I don't know what I've received. Check, place a check on your love walk. It's very important. It takes love for your giving to produce results. Because your giving is of faith. When a Christian gives and we have to call him to remind him of his money to pay, is that love? So it says, if I give my goods, all my goods, and the motivation is not the God kind of love. I give all my goods, yet I'm working in unforgiveness. I give all my goods. I can lie down for the man of God to walk on me. I can lie down for anyone to walk on me. Yet I'm holding grudges with all the church members. He says that all my lying down for them to work on me is useless. It profits nothing. Did I write the Bible? It profits nothing. So maybe it's nothing from what you are doing. You are not seeing the profit of it. Place a check on your love work. Is this not a good teaching? Because you give out of faith. You prophesy out of faith. By faith you move mountains. By faith you speak in tongues. Then it tells us that all these things you are doing without love is nothing. When you have time, just read that scripture. Sometimes when I read it, I become afraid. Come on, shout glory. glory. Verse 4. So verse 4, going, will be an assignment for all those watching. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. But take us to verse 8. Is it not awesome and powerful? It's awesome. Or you want us to close right now? Yes, Say, go deeper, man of God. Say, go deeper, man of God. Where are you watching from? Are you watching me? Share with your friends. Share with your loved ones. Call them to join. They need to know why they've moved from place to place and things are not working. You are still holding a grudge with your mother-in-law. And you are moving from place to place for healing. No, It does not work. That is what he's saying here. There are principles in the kingdom. There are instructions in the kingdom. Oh, how love is important. Hey, very important. Too important. So do place a check somewhere. Yes, 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 yes. Personal check. A personal, this is a personal check. Amen. Amen. 
We all have to place a personal check somewhere. It says, love never fails. Love never fails. Say it with me wherever you say, love never fails. Love never fails. Say, agape never fails. Now, if love never fails, and your faith is working by love, then your faith never fails. That's a mathematical equation. A plus B equals C. So if, is that not simple? And A squared plus B squared is equal to C squared. Is that not all? Ah. Shout glory. glory. <laughs> Is that not powerful? So if love never fails and faith works by love, then it means that if my faith is working by love, then my faith will never fail. But when my faith is not working by love, then that faith can fail. I tried it and it did not work. He said, my faith has failed. It failed because it was not motivated by love. Did I answer some question right there? So he says, love never fails. Says, but whether there be, is this there? Is this there? Is this there? Are you watching it on the screen? Is it there? So that you don't say that Pastor Prince is writing his Bible now. Amen. He says, love never fails. He says, but whether there be prophecies, they will fail. This is a question. Amen. Amen. Whether there be prophecies, they will fail. Whether there be tongues, they will fail. It says, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it says, it shall vanish away. But love never fails. I want that which never fails. It means if you are working in love in that business, that business will never fail. But if you are just hurling insults at everyone, that business will fail. Because hurling of insult is not a demonstration, a demonstration of love. All your customers will leave you. That is not demonic. That is what he's saying here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. All the men who come into your life will leave. Because when they come, all you can do is insult them. Hey. And take offense. Hey. So you are, you are what? Piling offenses in you. Shout powerful man of God. Oh, that is why that relationship is failing. Hey. Hey. Every man wants to be loved. And every person wants to be loved genuinely. And the genuine love is a God kind of love. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, sir. Say genuine love. Genuine love. Say, say genuine love. Genuine love. Is a God kind of love. Is a God kind of love. Say, I'm in the God kind of love. I'm in the God kind say, man of God, thank you very much. From today. I've made, I've made up my mind. I'm walking in a God kind of love, kind of love. That, abides in my that abides in my spirit. Shout glory. glory. Romans again chapter 5 verse 5 to 8. Shout glory. glory. So we ought to learn. 
That's why the Christianity is about what? Training. We ought to be trained. We ought to learn. Jesus said, take my yoke upon thee and learn of me. Paul said, for we have not so learnt Christ. So we learn of Christ. We do what? We learn of In Christianity, we learn of Christ. So Jesus had the same kind of faith that we have. How many of you have heard me say that? Jesus had in his walk the, the same kind of faith that we, the Christian, we have. But Jesus walked by love. How did we know? Because one day his disciples got angry when Jesus cast out a demon. And the demon left. And the people in the village came. Instead of being happy that Jesus had cast out demon out of a man who was mad and could break chains and all that, the Bible says that the people came and they said, Jesus, leave our territory. Leave our territory. Go. We don't care whether you did miracles. You leave us. And the disciples were angry. Why were they angry? Because they had not been born again. They were disciples of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Then he said, Master, should we command fire to come from heaven? Oh, clap your hands for Jesus. Ah, Amen. Amen. They said, Master, should we, should we command fire to come down to fall on these people who are driving you out of their territory? You would expect that Jesus has done a good thing. This is a, a, a man full of demons. And where he was positioned, no one could pass there. Because, because he breaks the chains and will chase you. So no one was passing there and Jesus delivered that man. That was not, not, not a good work. So the fact that you do a good work doesn't mean that people will appreciate. And the fact that they don't appreciate doesn't mean that you should walk in hatred towards them. If you heard what I just said, glory. Because Jesus did a good work. Then the people said, let us remove this Jesus from our territory. And they said it. They actually went to him and said, leave us. We don't need you here. Then the disciples said, master, should we command fire to come and consume these people, the whole city? The fire of Elijah. Then Jesus said, no. Then Jesus said, for you do not know what manner of spirit that you are of. The manner of spirit. That manner of spirit is the manner of love. So Jesus, knowing and understanding love, and the disciples, ignorant of that love he knew, instructed them not to. So we are not in the days of Elijah. We are in the days of the manner of spirit. The days of Christ. And the days of Christ are the days of love. Ah. Not the days of judgment. No. Because the Bible says that God has set a very fearful and special day. He calls that day a fearful day. A day that men can stand. A day that men will be trembling. He calls that day a fearful day of judgment. 
That is the day that God will pour out his indignation, his wrath on men. Because that righteous indignation will pour it on men. Why? For not accepting the gift of love, Jesus. Amen. Amen. But it's a day that God has set. We are not in that day now. We are in the day, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit and the church. And that dispensation is the dispensation of love. So it says, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. Many Christians do not know, like Jesus said, what manner of spirit they are of. They still think they are of the spirit of Elijah. But it says, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. John speaking. He says, what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called the sons of God. What kind of love the Father has poured upon me, has bestowed upon you, that you should be called, qualified, and called the child of God. So it says the manner of spirit is the manner of love. It's the human spirit. That manner of spirit, the word spirit he uses there is a small letter. The kind of human spirit. So your human spirit has been programmed to love. But you see, your flesh doesn't want it. It is your flesh that is rebelling. Because your spirit has not yet dominated through knowledge. Come on, shout glory. glory. And so you train your spirit and develop your spirit and renew your soul, your mind to that point where there is a free expression of the love of God through your mind. When your mind tells you, kick that person, then your spirit says, no, we are not of that kind. Shout glory. glory. Is it not powerful? So it says that, and hope maketh us Romans chapter 5, verse 5 to 8. Oh, shout glory. glory. And hope maketh us not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Is that powerful? powerful. It says, for when we were yet without strength, verse 6, it says, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, so Christ Jesus, or God demonstrated his love through Christ Jesus by sending Christ Jesus to die for the ungodly. So that God expressed his agape by looking at the ungodly and not considering the ungodliness and loving them. Verse 7 says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. If somebody is righteous, no one will die for him. It's but peradventure. For a good man, some would even dare to die. Verse 8. But God, 
Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Is this not powerful? Is that displayed on the screen there? Are you watching it together with me? But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When did Christ die? When we were yet sinners. So God demonstrated his love whilst we were yet sinners. And the kind of love he demonstrated is no longer with him. That love is with us. Or he is sharing that love with us. Let me put it right. Amen. Amen. So he wants wants us to also demonstrate that love to those who were yet sinners. That means that God did not wait for for man to be perfect before he expressed his love. So when you have the God kind of love, you are not looking at a perfect because if a person is perfect, you don't need to demonstrate love again. You demonstrate love when you see an imperfection. So we don't, we don't walk in love when a person is perfect. We don't walk in love when our wife is perfect. We don't walk in love when our husband is perfect. We don't walk in love when our father-in-law is perfect. We don't walk in love when our, our, our boss at work is perfect. Because God was the first one who did that. He saw ungodly men, imperfect men, men who looked like nothing and demonstrated his love towards them. Then he's also calling us to demonstrate his, that same kind of his love that is at work in us towards them. Come on, shout glory. So can you see the imperfections of an individual and still love him? That is what he's expecting. The imperfections. Can you see the shortcomings of your wife and still love her? Can you see the shortcomings of your boss or your child and still love him? Can you see the shortcomings of your father-in-law and still love your father-in-law? And walk in love toward him? If you are doing that, then your faith can work. But as long as you are seeing the shortcomings and you are calling the shortcomings and you are speaking the shortcomings and that is all you can keep saying every day, your faith will not work. Who heard what I just said there? So quit looking at the shortcomings. Quit looking at the imperfections. Quit looking at the failures. Walk in love. Who heard what I just said? Because that kind of love is at work. Train yourself to walk in love. Amen. Amen. Can you see somebody who insulted you or spoke certain words to you and still walk in love towards him? Or her? That is the God kind of love. The human love renders evil for evil. The human love Renders accusation for accusations. The human love is boot for boot. The human love. But a God kind of love is of the God kind. And it's demonstrated when you can see the imperfections of that individual, of that brother, of that child, and still love him. 
Can you see good coming out of a disappointing child? Love sees it. Love also sees. I said faith sees. Did I say that? Love sees. Love can see an imperfect child. A disappointing child. The black sheep of the family. And love can look beyond the black sheep. And see a great general. Shout glory. glory. Who understood what I just said? So God expects us to walk in the kind of love he walked in when he loved us. Imagine God holding, Christ Jesus holding grudges with us. Will we be able to stand? By this time we would have all collapsed. Looking at only grudges. Maledoska. In the Old Testament, there was no love demonstrated. Because God had not yet commended his love toward men. Did you know what happened? At one point when God got angry, he just parted the earth. Say, bury them. What kind of nonsense is that? Did you see that? But now he has demonstrated his love. So we receive forgiveness even when we sin. Is that not powerful? And then he expects us to do the same. So how do I know I am not walking in love? When I'm only seeing people's shortcomings and talking about that, I am not walking in love. One great general of God said something. He said that when you lose people because of their weakness, you also lose them because of their strength. That means that if somebody has a weakness in this area and he's strong in that area, in this particular area, and you drive him away from your sight, because of his weakness, you will lose his strength. You lose his capabilities, what he could have done or how he could have helped. Come on, shout glory. glory. Who heard something? God is interested in our relationships. He's interested in how we relate with men. It's not just about your relationship with God. That relationship you have with God must affect your relationship with men. Else your Christianity must be questioned. You know what I just said? Your relationship with God, your love relationship with God, must affect your relationship with men. The scripture says you cannot love God that you have not seen and hate your brother that you have seen. That is fake. Sound powerful. So if you love God, you express it in your love for men. Hear what I said? Did you hear? If you love God, you express that love in your love for men. Shout powerful. powerful. Who heard what I just said? Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Do we have some few time? Yes, sir. Shout glory. glory. Are they online? Yes, sir. Call your friends, call your loved ones. Tell them, make sure you don't sleep. This is not telenovela, it's teaching. 
You can sleep when there is telenovela. Amen. Amen. When there is teaching, you are awake. Shout powerful. powerful. Shout powerful. powerful. Who is hearing something there? This is a very important part of the Christian life. Very important part. You see, by this time, things are going inside my... You are, some things are running inside your mind. Are things not running somewhere, somewhere? Don't do things to prove anything. Walk in love. He says, be ye therefore. So the scriptures have told that in Romans chapter 5, how God commended his love toward us through Christ Jesus. Then he says, be ye therefore followers of God. Oh, some of you by this time you should be sowing seed for this teaching. It's for, it's for, it's for free. Amen. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Who is he talking to? 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 Be ye therefore followers of God. So God commanded his love. Then he says, we should be followers of God as his dear children. So we are followers of God because we are his children and he is our father. So if our father demonstrated love so that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, then we follow that. We follow suit as his children. So how do we know that we are a child of God when you demonstrate love? Hallelujah. When you walk in the God kind of love. The God kind of love believes in someone. The other just said. That's not insult. Can you even get amount to anything. A Christian. That is not a demonstration of love. So it says, be ye, be ye followers. The word followers there. The word follow is it there? Yes, yes, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Is it there? Yes, 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 yes. Be ye followers. The word followers means imitators. To imitate. It also means to mimic. It means to copy. To do what? Copy. To mimic. To imitate. So it says, we should imitate God. The word, therefore, followers means we should imitate God. Are Christians imitating God? They are yet to. Is that true? See, I'm coming up. I'm coming up. Man of God, you are staring me. I'm coming up. Say, I did not know all of these things. I am learning. I'm learning. And I'm giving myself fully to this truth. Say, I'm learning. I'm learning. Say, thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So it says, be ye therefore imitators of God as his dear children. The word dear there is translated loved. So be imitators of God as loved children. Shout glory. glory. Lock him in another room. Lock him. Shout glory. glory. Be ye therefore followers of or imitators of God as dear children. Or as what? Dear children. Come on, shout glory. glory. I said lock hatred, lock hatred. 
as their children. Uh -huh. And walk in love. Does it say that? Yes, Verse yeah. 2. Is this what? Oh, shout glory. glory. Are you watching there? Yes, sir. Are you reading it for yourself? Yes, sir. In your room? Yes, sir. Yes, and walk in love. Think about it. Imitate God as his loved children or his beloved child. Imitate him. How do you imitate? It says, verse 2. It says, and walk in love. So we imitate God or we mimic God by walking in love. Then it says, as Christ also has loved us. As Christ also has what? Has loved me. Has loved you. And has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. So we are to love or walk in love or we are to imitate God and walk in love just like Christ. Is it possible? Yes, it is. What is not possible, we will say it is not possible. But because it is possible, it means that it is possible for the Christian through the God kind of love that he has. To walk in love as Christ also loved him. So you want to know how much love you should show towards another person? Look at how much love God has loved you. For you to be part of his family. And how he has loved us and given himself, offered himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God on my behalf. He's so able to sacrifice or he was able to sacrifice himself for me out of love. For you out of love. He says treat your neighbor that same way. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. Shout glory. glory. So we are imitators of God by walking in his love. I'm an imitator of God by walking in love. Just like Christ loved me. So it's not just walking in love. I'm even fed up of walking in love towards this person. That's not what he's saying. Christ was not fed up with us. And he's still not fed up with you. Amen. Amen. With all the failures and the errors that sometimes you can demonstrate, Christ still loves you. So it's the same way he loves you. With the same way, all the errors that someone else is demonstrating, it is love the person. Say, walk in love. It is when you do this, then your faith will be active, operational. It is when you refuse to do this, then your faith will not work. I want my faith to work. You watching me, do you want your faith to work? To remove mountains? To remove demons? To remove troubles? To remove joblessness? Walk in love. Yes, Shout glory. glory. Ephesians chapter 4. 
that not powerful? From verse 31, Ephesians chapter 4. So I'm walking in love. Less like Christ loved me and sacrificed for me. Say, say, I'm walking in love. Oh, say, say, I'm walking in love. I'm imitating God. Say, I'm imitating God. And I'm walking in love. Is that not powerful? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Are we there? Oh, shada balango shebelegeresh. Vuliku shabalangoske. Call your friends. I can feel like your friends must hear this message. Your husband must hear this message. Your wife must hear this message. Your father-in-law must hear this message. Your mother-in-law must hear this message. Is that not true? Imagine you are walking in love towards your mother-in-law. And she also has this kind of understanding. And she's walking in love towards you. What will happen? The home will be full of peace. Where there is love, there is hell. Where there is love, there is prosperity. Where there is love, the blessings of the spirit abides there. Why? Because it's husbands. It says, do not hold bitterness against your wife. Is that what he says? Yes, sir. So when there is love, there is improvement. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. The mighty he, don't worry. Oh, he, the land. When the cripples saw him, they started walking everywhere he went. If you are getting blessed, say, I'm getting blessed, man of God. Say, this is powerful. We are healing homes. We are healing relationships. We are transforming lives. I'm speaking to you watching me. Call your mother-in-law to join us. Call your sister-in-law to join us. Call your, your, your fiancé to join us. Call all of them to join us. This is what we call truth worth hearing. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So when I'm working in love, I'm not working in bitterness. When I'm working in love, I'm, see, I'm trying to show you, what did I say? How do I know I'm working in love? Now what I asked. So if I'm working in bitterness towards my colleague worker, I'm not working in love. My faith cannot work. Think about it. This is let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking says be put away be what from you with all malice say i put away bitterness i put away wrath i put away anger i put away clamor and evil speaking that is verse 31 right now, when he talks about bitterness, 
He's talking about someone holding grudges, holding offenses in him for a period of time. So maybe you're holding offenses right now as you're watching me. But you want to be healed in your body. You want Pastor Prince to speak and you'll be healed. Is that true? Or you want to do something with your faith. You say, man of God, say faith is powerful. I want to remove mountains. You are so determined. It's not only about the faith. It's about this one too. Who heard what I just said? Just let all bitterness, let all those grudges you have been holding, to be bitter means to hold grudges in your heart. To be bitter. Is that true? To hold offenses against another. You are bitter. Wrath means to be boiling with anger. Every time you are boiling with anger. In the home, we can't even speak to you. Your friends can't even smile at you. Always boiling with anger. When we speak to you, your response will let us run away. It is let that be put away. Okay. It's not a demonstration of love. Yes, and if it is not a demonstration of love, then your faith will not work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. People have a lot of troubles because they will not work in love. Mm. So there's bitterness. So you are watching me right now. You go to church. You are the music director. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. Yet you are carrying grudges. You are bearing grudges with your father. You are bearing grudges with your mother. He says, put it away. Put away. Who does the putting? Put away that grudge. Put away that bitterness. Put away that wrath. Where you are always boiling in anger. No one wants to touch you. Or say something to you. You enter the workplace boiling with anger. You enter the streets boiling with anger. Masosh. Your faith cannot work. Just wrath and anger and clamor. Clamor there means to yell out and to yell at. Always yelling at people. They can't even talk to you. Hey, for course, I said, for course. Hey. Yelling. Shouting at people. Why? Because God is interested in our relationships. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So you can't love that fellow as yourself when you're always yelling at him. Is that true? Clamor. It means outcry. Always bursting out. Do you know there are people like that? Do you know that? It looks like the whole world is on their head. Always yelling. Always shouting. 
<laughs> Come on, shout glory. glory. The Christian walks in love. And evil speaking, that word evil speaking he uses, means using abusive words. Where's that hurt? Where's that harm? Where's that cut? Do you know what I just said? It calls that evil speaking. It's a big word there, but it does, it's not any big word. That's what it means. Why is that very important? Because the scriptures say in the same Ephesians chapter 4, I think. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. He says, make sure what you say is seasoned with salt. So that what you say will minister grace to those who hear it. I thought you shouted glory to that. So he says, let all of these things be put away from you. With all malice. That word malice he talks about is a desire to hurt. Malice, the word he uses, the, the Greek word he uses, means de that desire. There are some people that you can't even relate with. Do you know that? Some are Christians. They enter, oh, oh, oh. like he's talking about evil speaking. They enter the church and the usher says, sit here, sit for God's sake. They're going to sorry. They're going to sit down. Is that not true? Sometimes the usher will talk to him and he will act as if he has not heard. In the house of God. Born again. Tongue talking. Asking for miracles. Is that not powerful? Evil speaking. He goes to the restaurant, sees the waiter, it's as if he has seen an animal. Clear of the clear of the two, look at what it does it happen? Some see their wife is like, clear of the place, clear of the place. Huh? Some see their husbands, stop that one, all those things we've been talking about, keep quiet there, let's wait. The glory. It says when you do that, that is evil speaking still. You are not working in love. Your wife can't talk to you. Your wife can't talk to your own wife. Then why did you marry her? Your husband can't talk to you. Is that not strange and powerful? Waiters are in trouble in your hands. Yet you are the chief usher. Amen. Evil speaking. The things that come out of you hurt everyone. You are not considerate in what you say. You don't measure it. What is coming out, you don't measure it. You are not considerate. What you say, it takes somebody one month before the person really forgets it. And you're a Christian. And you too, you're a Christian. They've said something. It is taking you one month to forget. Is that not true? People carry grudges until they die. People carry bitterness until they die. People die in bitterness. You die in bitterness, you go to hell. That's what I said when the person asked me on suicide. So when you are committing suicide out of bitterness, you are dead. You are a hell, hell, hell Christian. You've already gone to hell already. Amen. 
and us are in hell. Full of bitterness against your wife and commit suicide. Full of bitterness against your girlfriend and commit suicide. Full of bitterness against your children and commit suicide. My children did not take care of me. I sold all my properties to take care of them. And they did not take care of me. Leave them to God. He says, he says, vengeance is mine. So leave them to God. Vengeance is of the Lord. But don't carry bitterness in them. Embrace them. Don't go and kill yourself because of that. Because you are going through financial difficulties and your children are not responding. When they come to the house and they greet you, you, you are an elder in the church. When they come and they greet you, you look at them with some eye. You go and sit down. Sometimes you even respond, but your heart is still full, is bleeding. You have a bleeding heart, yet you are responding. Oh, my say, how are you doing? But you know you are hurt within your spirit, and you are carrying that hurt. If you die in bitterness, you go to hell. Because it's not a demonstration of the character of God in you. It's not an expression of his emotions through you. How do we know you are a Christian? When you walk in love towards another person. Shout glory. Come on, shout glory. glory. So it says, put away from you with all malice. The word he uses for malice there means the desire to hurt. Do you know that some Christians are born again, they still have desire to hurt? Some husbands poison their wives. Some wives poison their husbands. Some are born again. An issue comes, they go for acid. Some of the acid issues you hear, they are not people who don't go to church. Is that true? Oh, is this thing I'm saying? It's not true. The desire to hurt. The desire to slap. The desire to hit. The desire to kick. It's malice. He says, be angry and say not. Why? You are consumed with anger. You want to bring down everything. Because that malice. Is that a powerful shout? Glory. It's very powerful. Sometimes I just clap for the scriptures. I clap like that. Verse 32, quickly, because of our time. And be ye kind one to another. He says, tender-hearted. He says, be kind. He says, what? Be kind. Be kind. One to another. And be compassionate. Tender-hearted. He says, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So tell somebody, say, be kind. Have compassion. The person is true. He stole your money. He has come back to ask for forgiveness. Have what? Compassion. Is that not powerful? Take us to Colossians. Take us to Colossians. Are you there? Are you there? Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. Shout glory. 
zinta alabasha. Ligo shata praligo shata. Oh, ligo shoko pogongosh apalagadish. Mantaka pasanta alagadish. Bundaka basende elegesh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, shataka balabashanta labalagadish. Mantaka pasanta lagadish. Are we there? Colossians chapter 3. Are we there? Are we ready? Shout glory. glory. Say, I'm walking, I'm walking in love. Say, I'm walking in love. I want my faith to work for me. I want my faith to work for me. I want to remove mountains. I want to remove situations. I want to speak and it happens. I want to call things to come. And they respond. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in love. Shout glory. You they say I'm walking in love. Amen. Some of us are born again. We have enemies. In our diary, enemies. In our minds, enemies. You've made many people your enemies. They are your target. But you are born again. You want your faith to work. But you have enemies. Amen. You point people at your enemies. You are hurt. You are carrying what they've done to you. You are full of what they've done. They hurt. And you've made them your enemy. Some of you in your diaries, names of enemies. But you are born again. You want to be healed of ulcer. You are born again. You want to see the blessings of the spirit. You want to pray and see results. Amen. Amen. You want to give and see results. But you have enemies. Refuse to let anyone be your enemy. I refuse to let anyone be my enemy. You hear know what I just said? Don't create enemies for yourself. Amen. So Colossians chapter what? Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Shout glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Are we there? Are we there? Can you see it there? Thank you, Jesus. It is forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye, or do ye. Now, the word is, oh, are these truths not powerful? I want to explain these things to you so that in your own privacy with your wife, you must take this message. Go to your mother-in-law and your father-in-law. Sit with them. Amen. Amen. Connect and say, let us watch this pastor. Is that not powerful? Call your, your wife and watch together. Some of you are holding grudges of 10 years. 
Your faith. Do you want your faith to work? Yes, sir. Your faith will not work. So it says, forbearing one another. The word forbear means to bear with another person. To endure with another person. Amen. Amen. Because many Christians can't forbear. They can't bear with another person. People and relationships irritate them. People come into your life and you are irritated by their actions easily. You can't forbear. You are easily mad, mad at people. You can't forbear. You only see the negative side of people. You can't forbear. It is forbearing one another or bearing with one another. Shout powerful. You are offended easily in your relationship with men. You can't forbear. You can't bear with them. The scripture says love endures for long or bears for long. Long suffering. Love long suffers. This love is able to work with somebody for long regardless of the person's shortcomings. Is that powerful? If people irritate you easily, you are mad at people easily, you can't keep relationships with people. Amen. Amen. Like I said, it is how do you say that you love God if you don't love your neighbor? So it says if you are working in that area, it says forbear. Say I'm forbearing today. Because, because if you do not forbear with people, or you can't bear with people, you can't walk in love. And if you can't walk in love, your faith can't work. So it's forbearing one another and forgiving one another. The word forgive means now, you cannot say you walk in love you don't know if you don't forbear and forgive. These are two important elements that love is based on. To forbear in a relationship and to forgive in a relationship. So that if I'm still holding the grudges of 10 years, I have not forgiven. Offenses, I have not forgiven. I am not walking in love. And you know yourself. Amen. Amen. The scripture says, examine yourself. It says, if every, any man will examine themselves, do not know what it says. Not condemning yourself. That's not what he said. But examine yourself. If you examine yourself, you will not fall in condemnation. So you do self-examination. Am I walking in love? Or am I walking in hatred? You hate everyone. You meet anyone for the first time, you hate the person. Then later on after you go, say, I used to think you were like this. Oh. That is not love. If we will only love people who do good to us, we are not working in love. Because the hidden can do it. So we are only loving people who can do good to us. I love you because you do good to me. Even the unbeliever can love people for doing good to the persons. But when your love is extended towards those who even hurt you, and sometimes those who hurt you are those who are really closer to you, 
Because a person that is not closer to you has no influence to hurt you. Is that true? Sometimes it's your child. Amen. Sometimes it's your sister-in-law. What do you do? Forgive. To forgive means to let go an offense. To be bitter means to hold that offense in you. To forgive means you let it go. And you leave it. Not letting it go and referring to it. But letting it go and leaving it. So it says forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, a quarrel, there are offenses, there are quarrels. It says forgive. Then it tells us this, forgive as Christ forgave you. That means that your forgiveness is not based on the person. Your forgiveness is not based on the level of offense. Come on, did you hear what I just said? Your forgiveness is not based on the offense. Your forgiveness is not based on the person. You see, he has not even come to say sorry. Your forgiveness is not based on he coming to say sorry. Or she coming to say sorry. Amen. Let the love of God dominate your temperament. <laughs> Shout glory. Let the God kind of love dominate your temperament. Regardless of your temperament, train yourself to walk like this. To forgive. You say, ask for me, I'm a phlegmatic. When you do ask things, it stays in us. The scriptures did not say that. Don't carry bitterness to hell in the name of phlegmatism of men. Did you hear what I said? Don't carry bitterness to hell. Is that not powerful? So you forgive and your and this is very key. Is this key? Your forgiveness is based on Christ. I didn't know whether you heard that. You're forgiving somebody is based on Christ forgiving you. So you look at how Christ has been forgiving you all these years. Or how Christ forgave you. You are a chronic armed robber. And Christ forgave you. And you are a preacher. You are an elder. You are a deacon. You are a music director. Did you hear what I just said? Is that true? And Christ is even still forgiving you now. And speaking on your behalf to the Father. So he says, you look at that. Then you forgive that person. So your forgiveness is not about the person coming to say sorry. Or coming back to you with the item he stole. The forgiveness is based on how Christ has forgiven you. That, is, that brings us to a question. Can you see Christ in someone else? Can you see Christ in your wife? Can you see Christ in your husband? Can you see Christ in your mother-in-law? Because if you can see Christ in them, you will see love in them. Regardless of their actions. So that we don't demonstrate love based on the actions of the other. We demonstrate love based on the love that Christ has loved us with. Who heard what I just said? 
Today you are hearing certain powerful truths. This thing must go into all the nations, this, this message. Amen. So your forgiveness is based on how Christ has forgiven you. The yardstick is on Christ. It's Christ. Amen. Amen. Not on the person. If you can see Christ in your mother-in-law, you forgive her. And you have a better relationship with her. What can you see in people? What do you see in people? You keep seeing their faults. Amen. Amen. You keep seeing their shortcomings. And that is why you can't forgive them. But see Christ in them. Amen. Say, I see Christ in you. I see Christ in you. Call that enemy you've written on the phone. Call him. Say, say Mr. So and so. Mr. ABC. Ah. You remember what you did to me three years ago? Yes, I can see Christ in you. I, see I forgive you. Ah. Then put your faith to work and see. You will see results. Who has been blessed? Have you been blessed? Yes, sir. So I'll just close. I'll close. I have a lot of things to share. Shout glory. Matthew. I think chapter 18. Shout glory. Verse 21. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. I'm just closing soon. Amen. Amen. Have you enjoyed something? Yes, Say thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. I have a lot of things to share. One of these days, I will teach you on the love factor in the epistle of John. Amen. Amen. John says, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. But just stay with this one. If I take you there, you'll be confused tonight. If I take you to certain other truths, you'll be confused. Say, man of God, just let's stay here. Even with what you've said right now, we have come to realize that. Slow down, slow down. Is that not powerful? Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Then Jesus answered and said, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Forgiveness. That is what we call Shall I give you what it means? Say, go deeper. Say, that is, that is what we call unconditional forgiveness. Making up your mind that before an offense comes, you are forgiving it. Let me repeat that. Did you hear that? It is called unconditional forgiveness. Making up your mind, deciding based on your knowledge of the word of love, that before an offense shows up, you have forgiven it. So you are working in an unconditional forgiveness, waiting for an offense to forgive. Not working in offenses, waiting for the person to come and hold your leg before. See, I work in unconditional forgiveness. I work in Say, when I work in unconditional forgiveness, I'm working in love. Amen. 
And I walk, when I walk in love, my faith will work. So it says, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king. Now look at what Jesus said. Let me close with this parable. Amen. Amen. Refuse to hold grudges. The scripture says, oh no man anything. It means that don't carry the heads of people in you. When you do that, you are owing them. You are indebted to them. And when you carry grudges and carry the heads and the offenses of people in you, the one who gets hurt the more is you. You are always squeezing your face when you see some people. It's you. Is that not true? Always feeling uneasy when you meet some people because of that offense. Is that true? And it even affects your health. Come on, shout glory. So let me close with this parable concerning forgiveness. Amen. One day David discovered, oh, David. Say David. Discovered that his arch enemy, Saul himself, had died. Saul was chasing David to kill him throughout his life. More than 12 years, David was running away from the fierce anger of Saul. Amen. Amen. Saul wanted to kill him. And then Saul went to battle. Second, that is 1 Samuel. I think chapter 30. Or chapter 31. Amen. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 31. And Saul went to battle and died. Second Samuel chapter 1. The scripture says that this person who was there and watched Saul commit suicide in the battlefield, an Amalekite, ran to David and said, David, your enemy has died. Then he said, what happened? He said, when doing the battle, and he was so hurt, Jonathan was already dead, Saul was struggling to leave, and I took the weapon, the sword, and I pierced him with the sword, and he died. He came to tell David, thinking that David, oh, no wonder Jesus, God loved David so much, thinking that David will rejoice that his enemy has died. The Bible says, David put sackcloth and wept. And when all his military men saw David weeping for his enemy, his whole life, David's whole life, was in torment because of this person called Saul. Do you know what I just said? Then the person is dead. Then David begins to weep. Then when the people around him saw him weep, they all wept along with him. And they wept. Then he called the Amalekites and said, come. What did you just say? He said, I took the sword and I pierced him and he died. He said that thinking that you have a reward. David said, were you not afraid of God's anointed one? You were able to take a sword and kill him? Mantoloko Soya. Clap for David. Clap for David. To see the one who kills your enemy. And be angry that he killed your enemy. When you have time, read it. First Samuel chapter 31. 2 Samuel chapter 1. Very powerful scripture. You will be shocked at the character of David. The man after God's own heart. So Jesus said, The kingdom of the kingdom, therefore, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king. I read this and I close. 
But follow me in this reading. Is it there? Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Amen. Amen. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Listen. Verse 25, quickly, quickly, quickly. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay thee all. Verse 27. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and lose him. He was moved with what? Compassion. That's what the scriptures refer to as tender heartedness. So he was moved with compassion and lose him and forgave him the debt. He's giving us a parable of forgiveness. Why we should forgive. Then the Lord of that servant was moved. Verse 28. But the same servant went out. The one who had been forgiven. That's why it says, forgive as Christ forgave you. This Lord has forgiven the servant. Then the same servant who had been forgiven by his Lord went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him and hundred pence smaller than what he owed the Lord, his Lord. And he laid hands on him after he had been forgiven, he had been told that don't pay that debt. He went out and met his fellow worker who was owing him and who held him and said to him, are you here? Yes, sir. And said to him, he took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe me. Verse 29. Is this not powerful? Oh, Jesus. And his fellow servant also fell down at his feet and besought him. Saying, have patience with me. I will pay you. Have patience. I will pay you. Have patience. I will pay you all. Give me time. Verse 30. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. That is what many Christians are doing. That's why I'm teaching this. Amen. God forgives us. No matter how huge the error or the wrong is, but we decide not to forgive others. You fall into this category. He will not, but went and cast him into prison. Verse 31 quickly. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Verse, four, four, verse 32. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. Because thou desirest me, uh-huh, 33, shouldest not thou also have, have had compassion on your fellow servant? Even as I had pity on you, so just forgive as Christ forgave you. Simple. How many times do I forgive as Christ forgives me? As many times as Christ forgives me. And his Lord was rough and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Verse 35. So likewise my, shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother that trespasses. Shout glory. glory. It says forgive us our trespasses. 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. So as Christ has loved you and has forgiven you, you also forgive. Forbear with one another. And your faith will work. The scripture says faith works by love. God bless you. Shout glory. Is it not powerful? This month is our month of Ginomai. It means 